Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Listen, it's the last show of the NFL season, so we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it with everything we have, and we're going to go through all of the most popular things that we've done all year. The last segment, as it has been all year of the show, will be Darren Ravel. And professional better Simon Hunter. Uh, last time we were all together, it was a live show. Simon was in the studio. It was fantastic. He told great stories about uh, betters he knew winning $70,000 on the Chiefs because they bet $1,000 on the Chiefs. It's 70 to 1 in the first half against the Texans in that divisional playoff, which was fantastic. We're going to go over the Super Bowl. We're going to go over the total. We're going to go over the size. There's so much interesting stuff happening with that. Before they come on, we are going to have the winner of this year's Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest, the 11th annual year that Scooch and I have done it. We had another fantastic year of submissions. Scooch and I reviewed them last night. I notified the winner. He was super excited. I could tell via email even though email gives no emotional context. But first, before we get to any of that, from the Orleans, representing all the Boyd Gaming books from the fighting state of Nevada, Mr. Bob Scucci. Boom. Chad, what's going on? Are you ready? I am ready. What a week. So as a bookmaker, do you look forward to the busyness of Super Bowl? Do you dread it? Do you make, does it make you nervous? How do you, what's your perspective on it? All of the above. Every possible emotion leading up to the game because there's that, uh, that sense of like anxiety because you got to get all these propositions up and, and make sure they're all correct. And there's this that whole process. And then of course, booking them all throughout the week and your mind is always going. And, uh, and then of course, kind of the, it's kind of a crescendo up to the game. And then, you know, typically, I mean, even days after the game is over, I, you're still dreaming of all these pro- like you have, do you ever have those work dreams? Like you feel like you're still working. It takes a couple of days after the Super Bowl to kind of wind down. I mean, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, after the Super Bowl, I'm still thinking of these props. And then you wake up and you're like, Oh, game's over. You can forget about it. No, no, I totally get it. Listen, I have, I'm a terrible sleeper. And ever since I took this job at action network, while it's going really well, certainly the stresses of, leaving ESPN two years ago for a startup 
are challenging. And I find myself awake in the middle of the night all the time, dreaming about something from work. This morning, last night, last night, I woke up in the middle of the night and like, I, I was sweating like crazy. And I kept dreaming that I had to be somewhere. And I woke up 15 minutes before I had to be there. And I couldn't get dressed because I had so many shirts on and I couldn't get them all off in time to actually, to actually, to actually put my clothes on that I had to wear to go to this meeting. Oh, that is too much. I mean, that just shows the anxiety that, you know, for, for all these things that you're constantly thinking about and, uh, it kind of kind of builds up into the, those times, manifests itself into those dreams. What do you think that means that I, I was wearing <laughs> so many shirts that I couldn't get them off? You got too much on your shoulders, man. Wow. <laughs> that is fantastic. That what, what's most pathetic about this is at two thirty in the morning, my wife went to the bathroom and then I passed her going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So, so pathetic. You can't give me enough melatonin to fall asleep at night. Yeah. No, Hey, I'm with you. You know, I I wake up three 30 in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, remembering an email that I should have responded to. And that, and then that'll keep me up and then I won't get be able to get back to sleep. Well, it's also like when I get in bed at night and I take out my contacts, I can't see a thing. I have a, degenerative eye disease, as many people know, called keratoconus. And so without contacts, I'm really pretty much blind. And so I will get in bed and then my mind will be racing and I'll remember, ah, shoot, I didn't like remind myself to do X, Y, and Z. So for about five minutes before I go to bed, I'm just telling my wife, text me this, text me this, text me this. (laughs) So I wake up in the morning and I have like a list of things to do for my wife that are things that I had asked her to text me before. How funny. (laughs) That's great. What is happening in our lives, Scooch, that we're so stretched? It's the freaking Super Bowl, and it's going to be a great game. It's the Chiefs and the Niners. I've already won, as we know. I've already won because in my preseason pool, I had the Chiefs and the Niners um, both to win the Super Bowl, and so they're playing each other. So everybody who was in the pool has already had to pay me, um, which was amazing. Uh, My boss was in the pool. He had to pay me quite a bit of money, uh, Patrick Keene. He paid me in one check. Uh, he paid me in a stack of singles, and he paid me in uh, $200 worth of coins that he had had his children roll. <laughs> oh, how great. What do you think of that? Uh, that's funny. That's great. I love yeah. it. Outstanding, right? Yeah, I had to yep. carry that bag from Manhattan to Connecticut. And no, I, I almost on the train and <laughs> it, it weighs like twenty five pounds. I almost killed somebody on the train by accident. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get robbed, dude. If someone could carry that and run away, yeah, it's a weapon. Uh, <laughs> where is your line right now? We are at the Chiefs minus one and the total fifty five, and uh, it's just uh, so. I mean the. The ticket count's pretty evenly divided. Obviously, I hear conversations. I listen to people talking about the game and everybody saying how it's hard to make up their mind and it's a coin flip. So, And it's reflected in the line that we open to pick them. Uh, but uh, the bigger dollar amounts are on the Chiefs. 
Uh, sharp guys have not weighed in yet, as far as I can see. Um, we we never went to one and a half, although I see a lot of places in town did. So they must have gotten some play, some some big bets on the Chiefs. So it's kind of vacillating between one and one and a half at most places around town. Uh, and then the money line, of course, is minus 115 on the Chiefs, minus 120, and maybe slightly higher if you grab it certain places. But uh, great action, both, both, both sides. But I think a lot of people just can't make up their mind on this one. I really can't either. I have no... Um... I have no strong opinion. I know that a lot of the guys at the Action Network, don't forget, download the free Action Network app. It's where I'm getting all the data that I will talk about in these podcasts, including, as Scooch just said, the Chiefs being one-point favorites in Super Bowl 54. The total is 55. Um, Looks like about, I'd say, 60-ish percent of the money is on Kansas City right now. Um a lot of guys at Action Network thought the value was on San Francisco at plus one and a half, and they bet San Francisco at plus one and a half. Do you think if you were at plus one and a half with San Francisco, you'd be getting some wise guy action? A little bit. Like I said, they haven't really tipped their hand uh, which way they're going yet. So, um, But I think at, at one and a half, they'd be more inclined to take San Francisco. I mean, just on the fact that like, you know, a lot of the simulations that I've seen, some of the, the things that we've used over the years that, you know, simulates the games a thousand times. And, and if it says that it's 50.8% of the time that Kansas City wins, yeah, then there's slightly a more, little more value if you're getting one and a half points because that translates into a little higher than that, than, than that percentage. So, um, but it's not, like I said, I mean, we're talking kind of, you know, splitting hairs here. Uh, there's not there's no clear value, and the fact that there's not a big point spread actually kind of inhibits betting a little bit. You know, like when you have a seven point favorite, an eight point favorite in the Super Bowl, and then you have a three dollar money line, and people know they can get two and a half to one by betting the underdog, or you know, take getting seven points. It, it stimulates a lot more betting action when the game is a pick 'em. You know, it kind of takes the money line out of play because you're essentially getting the same odds as you would betting the point spread. So um, it's a little little tricky. And the fact that people can't make up their mind, too, there's no clear, overwhelming favorite. You know, people need to have that, that you know, someone telling them, hey, this team's supposed to win and this team's not supposed to win. They need to have that, and they don't have that in this game. Yeah, so that's interesting because do you think that – chokes handle a little bit i I think so i I mean it 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 seems to have at least initially unless uh you know (laughs) something drastically happens the next week uh that kind of goes against the pattern so far but like i said a lot of people just can't make up their mind in this one you know uh the the years that we've had kind of record handles have been the ones where you have clearly a lot of people thinking this team should definitely win. And, and, and then you have the wise guys putting a bunch of money on the other side, you know, fading their action. Um, and, and we don't have that yet. So, uh, you know, it could change. Uh, you know, I think back to the one year that the Broncos and the, and the Seahawks played and we opened, uh, you know, the Seahawks a one point favorite. And by game time, the Broncos were minus three. I mean, that was a year that, you know, the wise guys were on Seattle, but the public overwhelmingly felt the Broncos should have won. Uh, you got that big line movement one way and then kind of came back the other way. 
So that, that's the kind of thing that stimulates betting. But having said that, I mean, this year, sports betting in general is at an all-time high. So that alone may just have created a whole new segment of sports bettors. So that may translate into uh, a bigger handle. So that's really interesting. I don't see a kind of a wild point spread swing with this game because the, the there's not going to be enough money that comes in and believes the Niners, the Niners don't have Peyton Manning. Do you know what I mean? Like that Broncos yeah. team had Peyton Manning. Yeah. And yeah. so I just don't see any way in which betters are coming in and swinging that number so far in the other direction. Uh, and it's impossible. Like, I don't know that wise guys are going to weigh in on a side here. I've been thinking about it for eight days. I have no opinion on this game. None. Yeah. My, my yeah. opinion is in the fandom. I just want Andy Reid to win. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of, uh, you know, side stories that make it interesting like that. As he finally gets over the hump, that'd be nice. But, uh, I, I agree with you. I think those sharp guys, now they are on the, the over. So, you know, we did open, 52 and a half, 53 on the total, and we're up to 55, and that's a, a combination of both public and sharp guys. So I think the professional handicappers will find a lot of other angles. They always do. Um, I think one of them may be, you know, the fact that the normal first half total for, you know, a 52 and a half uh, point total, first half total would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 26. Most of the Super Bowls, you know, you have a lot of low scoring in the first half and all the scoring in the second half. So if there's some value, you're getting 27, possibly 27 and a half in the first half, going under that in the first half, and then possibly going over in the second half. There's a lot of angles like that that I think the wise guys, they don't necessarily have to have an opinion on the game itself uh, to take advantage of, of the game. Yeah, and I also think, I think the under is going to be the play. I think the wise guys might just be setting you up to sort of take mm-hmm. the to take the under, like push it a little bit higher. They both see this as being one of those things where the Niners are going to contr- try to control the pace, and it's going to be up to the Chiefs to push the pace. And so, uh, I think you're getting set up for the guy for the wise guys to take the other side. Well, if we get the under, we're going to have a decent Super Bowl. I mean, because the the total seems to be the play right now. More so, like you mentioned, 60% of the money is on the Chiefs. That's not a lot compared to other Super Bowls. Uh, but, you know, we're looking at a lot higher number, uh, close to 70% on, on the total, be on the over. And the fact that we already moved the line from 52.5 to 55 and it's climbing, we're usually not that far off on the lines. Uh, that, that you see that much of a, a point spread. And, and usually when we are that, far off we, we end up have winning the side and having a pretty decent decent day all right so we've got uh our props contest winner on the phone before we get to him i do want to get from you are there any big props that you've posted that the wise guys have hit already um well you know it's the the, the typical ones that uh, they've the typical ones that we always get action on are there will be a two-point conversion, there will be a safety, uh, there will be overtime. And so what happens is the wise guys lay the big price. They'll, they'll lay $8, they'll lay $9, knowing that the public overwhelmingly is betting the yes on all three of those. Uh, as far as the player props themselves, the wise guys came in on the, uh, Mahomes' total pass attempts 
uh, over under 38 and a half, and they pounded the under 38 and a half on this one. So that might go to your point where they, uh, they actually feel like maybe the under might be the play. And, uh, you know, some of the other, um, uh, the actually the rushing Pat Mahomes rushing yards over 29 and a half. Uh, they bet over that one. I could see that. I actually, I think the right side is the under 29 and a half. I think, I think over is crazy, but I do think if there's any opportunity to get flushed out of the pocket, it's going to be against this Niners front four. Scooch, are you ready to bring in our contest winner at the end of this me, you, and our contest winner are all going to play Scooch Roulette. Are you ready to talk about the winner of the 2020 Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest? I am ready. On the phone from the fabulous riverside town of Hoboken, New Jersey, former home state of Bob Scoochie and Chad Millman. Rob Bonanno. Rob, you there? Hey, hey Chad, how are you? I'm good. Say hey, hello Rob. to Bob Scucci. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. All right. So, uh, Rob, if I can call you that, can I call you Rob? Yes, sir. Are you a Hoboken native or do you live there now because you transplanted and realized Manhattan was uh, ridiculously expensive? Uh, exactly. So I'm originally from Long Island and, uh, didn't move too far, but I went to school up in Boston and then, uh, settled back down at my mom's house after that. And then, uh, shortly thereafter, I moved to Hoboken in 2009. So I've been there for 10 years and work in the city. So it's pretty convenient, uh, commute. Uh, Long Island. That's the fucking worst. Everybody. I agree. Everybody <laughs> at Action Network is from Long Island. Like, honest to God, our head of product is from Long Island. Darren Ravel is from Long Island. Our head of finance is from Long Island. Uh, Sean Zarillo, who covers baseball, horse, race, horse racing, UFC tennis from Long Island. Long Island. Mike Leboff, our Darren Ravel wrangler and hockey editor and baseball editor is from Long Island. This place is lousy with Long Island people. I'm so glad that you got off of Long Island. And how many people still live there? Two. <laughs> Two. There you go. Yeah, the traffic's pretty unbearable. It's really And ridiculous. the train ride into the city isn't, uh, isn't great either. Meanwhile, Hoboken, you take the path, and you get to bet legally, it's golden. I'm actually on the ferry, so I actually haven't even, uh, even they call it the civilized commute. It so is it's a much, civilized. Uh, much nicer way to get to the city. Are you going to tell me that um, when you went to school up in Boston, was that like your way of saying you went to Harvard? Uh, absolutely not. I went to Northeastern, so which is uh, a good Man school of the people. now. But I, 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 I joke that um, I don't know. I would get in now with the grades I had then. So, well, nobody would get into the school they went to twenty years ago or fifteen years ago because school's gotten impossibly hard to get into. Scooch, do you have anything yep. you want to ask Rob right now before I reveal uh, the winning prop? No, I, my questions will come after you reveal the prop. Rob, what do you do in the city? I work for, uh, in finance for an international bank. And um, how long have you been betting? Well, that's a, uh, a loaded question, I guess. So um, probably back since high school is when I started, but uh, probably more frequently. And I, I will jokingly say you have access to my account, so I'm sure you know uh, 
know all the action that I have currently. Ha ha ha. And um, do you, all right, well, let me read, let me read your winning prop. Are you ready? Sure. Are you ready? Absolutely. It's called the Montana. Here's your note. I grew up a huge Montana guy. So the first thing that came to my mind was these being the only two teams he played for. The prop is, will the score ever be 19-16? The thought being his jersey numbers with both teams plus the difference between the two being his jersey number. Three to one for his three Super Bowl finals. I I didn't get what that last sentence meant. Three Super Bowl MVP awards. Three to one for his three Super Bowl MVP awards. MVP awards. Got it. Rob, we thought it was elegant, clean, creative, thoughtful. Scooch, tell him why he won from your perspective. Yeah, so we're looking for uh, uh, several things. One, something that's really easily confirmed, something that you can kind of go to the NFL website, see the statistics, see the score, and uh, and then something that's easy for the public to bet on. Uh, and, and and then, of course, it has to be topical, and this was topical. So any other year, obviously, if you just said, um, you know, is the score going to be 19 to 16 at some point in the game, it wouldn't have any relevance other than the fact that Montana wore both jerseys 19 and 16. So it has the relevance factor of this year's Super Bowl. It's easy to understand. It's easy to wager. And then the other thing, I, I may not use your exact odds on it. I think we, the, the yes and the no have to be a little bit higher. I would make the, uh, you know, the yes probably about uh, 6 or 7 to 1, and maybe the no minus $8.00. And, but what that does is it increases a little betting because people like to get five to one, six to one, seven to one. So I could see a lot of people betting on the yes and get some of the sharp guys to kind of come in and, and fade the other, the other side. So um, all those things combined. And I know a lot of other entrants had something similar to it, so along the same idea, but they were just a little bit more complex. And, and yours, was, yours was simple. And easy to understand. So, congratulations, well done. No, thank you. Uh, I think that was why I was uh, surprised that I won. I thought maybe it was a little too simple, and I actually agree with you on the odds. It was more for the the, the cohesion of the whole uh, the formula there. Um, but I, I will say that I, I will leave the stats and the quants to uh, people smarter than me. But um, it seemed like it should be a little higher. But I didn't. You know, I'm sure there's people that can figure that that out, which. Uh, I'm sure you've got a good team to do that. Yeah, and we ran it by the guys. Uh, you know, I, I ran it by some of the uh, the guys that are going to be booking the, the props all week long, and uh, and they liked it, and they felt like uh, it was going to be easy enough for them to book, and, and they would enjoy booking it. So uh, we're happy to have it. I will say there were a lot of Joe Montana props because he did play for the Chiefs and Niners, which I think – raise the bar on winning with this kind of prop. We had one one from a guy named Bill Lundy who uh, was able to reference both Alex Smith, Joe Montana, and a town on the Bighorn River called Fort Smith, Montana. I thought that was a really good one. Uh, Matt Hendrickson from D.C., friend of the podcast, he did a lot of um, extra math 
for his uh, for his prop, which combines sort of two-point conversions and a lot of different things. Matt, it just got too complicated. Scooch couldn't put it on the board. Um, there were a bunch of sign-stealing props. I wrote a column before um, last week uh, announcing the prop contest that a lot of times themes help. So obviously Joe Montana and Alex Smith is a theme that helped. We had a lot of Astros sign-stealing props penalties against the Niners or the Chiefs related to the Astro science dealing theme. And um, of course, there were a ton of uh, Patrick Mahomes. I was surprised that so many did this one thing. Patrick Mahomes seniors, ERA 5.47 versus juniors yards per rush. That was also a really, really big theme. Rob, how long did you spend thinking about this prop? Uh, to be honest, about uh, five minutes. It's one of those things that just kind of hit me. So, uh, as I mentioned, I'm a big, uh, as a big Joe Montana fan. I, you know, I'm not that old, so I was kind of uh, don't remember the early part, but kind of growing up uh, watching and being a quarterback in Pop Warner, he was kind of uh, the Tom Brady of the Super Bowl era before Tom Brady was. Um, so I think I was watching sitting around on Monday afternoon and, you know, I think, I don't know if there's something about Montana that came on TV. Um, but then I kind of just started to build it from there and I figured I'd give it a shot. So five minutes, that's all you really spent on this thing. Five minutes. That's, that's how much I figured if I, if I spent any more than that, I didn't, uh, I thought I would overthink it. So I kind of got it in my head, wrote it down and I said, you know what, let's go with this. I like well, that. I, I, and, and I like the fact, so going back to, you know, Joe Montana, when you think Super Bowl, you think, I mean, Tom Brady's the only one with more Super Bowl MVPs than Joe Montana. So it's, it's relevant in several ways. I mean, obviously he, he played for the 49ers and the Chiefs, but you think Super Bowl, you think Joe Montana. So that's another relevancy. Uh, and, and I agree with you. He's been uh, one of, I, I'm a, I consider myself a Montana guy as well. And, uh, <clears throat> We we actually had we had Joe Montana uh, signing autographs once at the Orleans, and he needed a chair, and we got him this throne-like chair to set up on the stage uh, to do the uh, uh, the autographs. And that chair, as soon as he was done signing, that chair sat in my office for about ten years, and we called it the Joe Montana chair. And Chad, you actually sat in the Joe Montana chair many times in in my office. So so. Uh, we consider ourselves big Joe Montana fans as well. That is a great story, Scooch. I had no idea. That's so fun. Yeah, unfortunately, eventually the chair got kind of old. It's a great wooden chair. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't going to hold up very much longer, but uh, it was a great chair, and everyone knew it as the Joe Montana chair. Well, like quarterbacks themselves, nothing lasts forever. All right, let's let uh, Rob and, by the way, Robert the two Roberts, can play uh, some Scooch Roulette. Here comes the music. Rob Bonanno from Hoboken by way of Long Island, winner of the 2020 Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. There's going to be a big picture that you get sent from us as soon as it goes up, your prop in lights. Give us your Scooch Roulette pick. So um, I would be remiss not to uh, give a small shout out to some of my friends who have been teasing me for years. Um, 
they like to say that I only follow handsome quarterbacks, which uh, probably started with Joe Montana. So uh, that being said, we've got uh, two decent-looking ones here, but uh, I don't know if you can get more handsome than Jimmy G. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Wow. I don't disagree. Uh, That is a good way to make a decision when the games are this close. Go with an incredibly handsome guy. Scooch, what do you think of uh, Rob's theory? Are you... um, rethinking everything you just said about the thoughtfulness of his prop. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to take that back. No, <laughs> I, maybe I don't, I don't like the way maybe he got there, but I like the final result because I was also going to pick uh, the, the 49ers as my scooch roulette pick as well. Plus the fact that we're going to need them and that's going to be our best result. All right. You know what I'm doing then? I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm doing it. Wow. I'm doing it really like I don't see any advantage here in this game at all. I'm doing it because I just want Andy Reid to win. I feel like Andy Reid belongs in the conversation of great coaches, and this is what gets him there. So I'm going to root for him. I can't. I can't listen to another season of hoping Andy Reid gets there and how great he is off a of bye. Just get the guy a title already. <laughs> yep. All right. I hear you, Rob Bonanno. Robert Scucci, this is the end of the first part of our Super Bowl preview show. Stick around for Simon Hunter and Darren Ravel coming up next. Rob and Rob, you guys are dismissed. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. My man, Simon Hunter, professional better in New Jersey. A couple weeks ago, you were in studio. You lit it up for us. And then me, you, and Darren, and Scott Miller from the Action Network team. Sounds like we're an anchor team, the Action Network team. Uh, we all went out to dinner. We tore it up. And then you really tore it up, I bet, because, you know, the old people like me went to bed. It's good to see you, though. Thanks for coming to New York. You had a good time? Yeah, but it was a good time. It was definitely uh, cool coming into the studio and like doing that whole thing. Obviously, as someone that uh, is not in the podcast world, I'd never done that before. So that was a cool experience. But as much as I love New York, man, the best part of the whole thing was a trade ride back to Jersey. Couldn't wait to get out of New York. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to you. Did you end up... Much. Did you... Uh, you had a great time. We had a great dinner. You told us some phenomenal stories about just betting and part of what your life is like. And you're still riding high. You got some good action still to go here, huh? Yeah, I mean, I uh, like I was telling you guys in the last podcast, my my big my big bet coming into the year was Chiefs Futures. I had them for a division, which I think most books it was minus 200 going into the year. Um, and then for the AFC like that was that was the funny part was if you took preseason most cause just because they were the favorite, um, some books had the Patriots to repeat as favorite, but most most books for AFC had the Chiefs, which was still a good value at plus two hundred plus two fifty. But the funniest thing was he went down. Um, I, I don't. I might be week four or five, and they went on like a little bit of like they lost three out of four games. So that was when I hit him again for the AFC. They were all the way up to plus a thousand at that point, and 
for the Super Bowl, most books had him at plus like 1,500 or plus 2,000. So one of those things where we got insane value just because he had gotten hurt, Lamar had kind of taken over the pitcher of the AFC. The Patriots, Patriots were still undefeated. So it was a little bit of a perfect storm where the best team in the AFC, people kind of forgot about them. So we got really lucky and good value on the, on the Chiefs this year. And that was to win the AFC. Right. And then I have, I have a couple more futures on them with the Super Bowl. Um, the, the crazy one, I had a guy actually inbox me on, DM me on Twitter where he was hitting me up last week to wonder about hedging. He, had, he sent me the ticket. He had $1,000 on 40-1 to 1 on San Fran. So I said to him, I said, listen, man, I, I really don't think San Fran's going to lose this. You've got to put at least 1000 on the plus seven and a half, and maybe you can just hit the middle. But I, I was like, I wouldn't hedge out like halfway with that. I would let that ride. So he sent me a picture. He, he put the 1000 on the plus seven and a half. And at halftime, he texted me. He goes, thank God, man, I didn't hedge out fully. I go, yeah, that's, that's too big to hedge that out. I will say that, as you know, and I talked about this earlier in the podcast, I was in this pretty um, decent-sized preseason pool. We chose eight teams uh, in the preseason. Whoever has the team that wins the Super Bowl wins the pot. And going into that championship weekend, I had uh, the Chiefs and the Titans. Uh, so I knew I had at least one team in the Super Bowl. And I had the Niners. So I had a pretty good shot of getting both teams in the Super Bowl and winning the bet outright before the bet even began, um, which is what happened. But I did feel like I needed a hedge, so I actually took the train to Jersey. And FanDuel, if you are a um, if you are an Action Network user and you are a first-time better on FanDuel, you go from the Action Network, click on one of our links, and then go bet on FanDuel uh, legally in New Jersey, then you get a $500 risk-free bet, basically a free roll. So I took that $500 bet, and I bet on the Packers at 7-1. to one. So my hedge was that $500. If they ended up going off to win, then I won $3,500. And if they didn't, then that money got refunded into my account. Lo and behold, I will be flying to Miami tomorrow and uh, out of Newark, and I will be there in the morning, and I can guarantee you that I am going to make one $500 bet with that free roll. <laughs> and it's funny that you did that, because I think Scott was going to told you to do that. I told you just to let it ride, because I was just saying, the value, you already have all the value. There is no reason to hedge there. The odds, the odds of, I mean, yeah, it was one out of four chance, right? That's how people would look at it, that Green Bay was going to advance there. Like I said to you, you 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 have all 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 the favoritism and like the odds of them winning were so small that I told you just let it ride. But I can see why you hedged it. Well, I did it because Scott money. Miller, as you mentioned, Scott Miller, Action Network executive editor, told me to do it, and I usually do what he says. I should have listened to you because now I got to figure out what to bet for five hundred dollars on this you know silly game where I can't find a side that I like and. I guess I like the total, but I want it to go up, so I'm going to have to find a prop. I'm going to have to go into the Action Network app. I'm going to have to choose the best prop from Matthew Friedman or Chris Raybon and Sean Corner and let it roll, baby. Right now, Sean Corner loves Damian Williams. He loved it at over at 11.5 uh, rushing attempts. It's now up to 12.5. It's probably going to go up even higher by the time I get to Newark. Um, but what say you, professional better, Simon Hunter? What side are you yeah, on? Yeah, I mean... The, the prop the prop market's kind of funny where um, 
he's obviously I don't know if he's running models, but you're running you're running models that are saying this is how the game script's going to go, and you're getting you're seeing where the value is on the numbers that you, you see in the props. So, a lot of people like last year was kind of a, a fluke year where there was just nothing, no points, nothing at all, and every prop pretty much lost because most people, if they're going to bet Joe Public, they like taking the over on these props just because it's more fun. So. This this year with these props, if if you're before you do them, you really have to think about how you think this game is going. So you obviously need a, a side in mind and think about that game script. Where if a if if you're in your bank account, you have a hundred dollars, you should just be doing a dollar on these props, and you should just do a bunch of them. It's more fun that way rather than just loading up on just one or two. Um, but for for me in the game, it's it's kind of brutal because I I really. I kind of went against my system last week. Like you talked about, you were like, how do you not love San Fran? This is such an analytical, you just love them. The, every All the numbers, they are just incredible. Their D-line is just incredible. And I, I'm looking here at my system again where it's saying that San Fran should be favored. And the human element comes into where it's like, am I really going to go against Patrick Mahomes on this incredible run where he had back-to-back games where he, I think he threw more than four touchdowns, which hadn't been done. In a, in a long time. So my system saying same frame, they should be minus two. So I'm going to hedge out anyway and take same frame. But I think a really, really good value here is if people can just keep waiting and just take this under. Because I think more often than not, the public, it's more fun to bet these overs. And they've been coming in really big on the over, and it's moved two or three points um, from where it opened. I think some books have it at four. I, uh 54 and some have a 55 where if you just keep sitting back and this thing hits I mean hopefully 57 58 those are kind of key numbers and you can get the under it's a good play and the under first half's good play where it's rare where these teams don't come out with jitters and just don't like last year the the team came out kind of flat and they were terrible in the first half the more shocking part was in the second half they were even worse where that, that was kind of a fluke last year but it's more normal where the Eagles and the Patriots, that was like, I don't even know, it was like 80 points combined, or, that, that's, or like 70 points. That's, that's more of a fluke, too. Where usually this, this 55 number, that's a good number where it's, it's I would say more, if you look back on the day, it's more than 70% of the time if I goes under that. So I, I think people, they really do have to look at that number. I agree with you. I like the under in this game. Uh, I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. But I think that also it, correlate to the props right like if you you said in the beginning if you're betting on the props because you have an opinion of how you think the script is going to go and if you bet on the under then you're probably going to like you know emmanuel sanders under 45 yards greg kittle under 71 yards uh raheem mostert under anywhere from 60 to 80 yards we're seeing it spread across the board at the action network. Um, maybe even Damian Williams under 54 and a half rushing yards. Like you're see, even, even Patrick Mahomes, like Scooch was saying in the podcast earlier that Patrick Mahomes, the wise guys liked his over 29 and a half rushing yards total. I actually hate that. I think it'll be much under. Um, but I do think this game plays to under and you're, you're always going to get value in the under on individual props too, because that's how sort of bookmakers think about those things. Right, and the reason like the sharps are on that, like I, I took that number two, is just because he he's really been showing here that he, he's just desperate to win. I mean, he's literally putting his body on the line, and he's taking what the defense is giving him. 
So the game script, if you if if you're just going by the, like the numbers, is that San Fran is one of the hev- the heaviest teams to rush for and drop back in coverage. And I think they played Lamar and they used the spy with him, but it was one of those things where the spy was still dropping back because Lamar likes to throw underneath the tight ends. So the spy would drop back, he'd cover the tight end, and then as soon as Lamar would make a step up, he would step up to engage Lamar. So I don't know if they're going to kind of do that same trick here with um, Mahomes, but I'm just taking it just because it's one it's one back-to-back weeks for me where I'm pretty much just letting it ride over where, yeah, that game script, I'm, I'm, I like the Chiefs, but I'm going to be back in most of these props. I'm going to be taking um, the 49ers side. So it's kind of like, I don't want to. I don't want to come out here and tell people they should take the over on that because my I myself I'm going to be taking a lot of the San Fran props. I think we know where we all stand right now. I mean, are you? Are you, did you pick the side yet? Do you know what side you like? I have no opinion on the side. Uh, I probably that's the coward way. Come on, Chad. All right, I'm taking the Chiefs. Right. That's what, and I think that's most people. People are just going to feel the same way. That's how I feel too. But so, I'm, I'm doing it not because of any statistical anomalies or even edge. I'm just doing it because I think uh, I want Andy Reid to win. Yeah, and I, I'll say it on here that the numbers say San Fran, but I, I, I'm back in the Chiefs. So I'm going to hedge out my money, so I'm going to be in the green, but I'm going to put more on the Chiefs. Simon Hunter, you have been a gift this entire football season. Uh, this is our last podcast of the football season. We're going to have you back on because I know you do a lot of thinking about the draft. And um, so you go enjoy your time off and then keep your phone handy so we can call you as we get closer. We'll do buddy. We'll be in contact, man. It was a great season. All right, man. All right. Be good, buddy. Talk to you. That was Simon Hunter. This has been the favorites from the action network downloaded on Apple podcasts, Spotify, radio.com search for the favorites, wherever you get your podcasts until next time. Love you.